Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Greater Good Radio. I'm Bob Kosh, and we're broadcasting from WOR, 710 AM in New York City. We are the voice of New York. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I would invite you to visit the website at www.greatergoodmediallc.com. There's a bunch of stuff going on, and I'm very, very, very happy to let you folks know that on Sunday, 6 p.m. on WOR 710 AM will be the first half-hour radio show called Great Balls of Fire. It is a comedy cooking show. Yeah, you heard right. It's going to start off with the radio to promote our TV series that's coming out in February. It's a joint venture between Greater Good Media LLC and the iHeart Media Group. It is going to be something like you've never heard, never seen, but you will enjoy it. Like I said, I'm very excited to bring this to you. That said, I want to talk about giving thanks. We did it last week, but I really was so moved. There are people that just have it in them to help one another. And that is no more evident than, I don't know if you folks know what the Kiwanis Club is. The Kiwanis Club International, uh, they're all over the world. Uh, Their motto is Uh, help one child, help one community at a time. And what they have done this past week by getting food to people who really need it, not only for the holidays, they've been doing this during the pandemic. This is something that has developed into something that's just magnificent. And uh, my first guest is Gordon Meth. Gordon was the governor of the Kiwanis Club in New Jersey. And um, he was really instrumental in getting the, uh, the food drive up and running. And it's, like I said, it's turned into something that, that they can be very, very proud of. Gordon, it's great to have you back on the show. Oh, my pleasure, Bob. You know, you know that I absolutely admire, respect, and love what Kiwanis does for their communities. And I would like you to share with the audience what is going on and what you have done in the past during the pandemic prior to that. I really want some history on you folks get food to people who need it. And and when did that start with the whole Kiwanis mission or, or bring us up to speed on how you really, the organization, and especially your group, because you're, you're heavy, heavy into uh, feeding people 
And I want to know, you know, how did this all start? So it, it, it's not normally part of our mission. So the Kiwanis is really dedicated. Or what sets us apart from other services organizations is our focus on youth. And that includes service leadership programs for youth, such as Key Club in high schools. Mm-hmm. And then there's Builders Club for middle school, K-Kids for elementary school, Circle K for college-age kids, and Action Club for special needs adults. Mm-hmm. So we have those programs, but really our focus is the, basically helping children reach their full potential. Right. Nothing is more harmful to development and full potential than not having enough to eat. Okay, so we, this all happened by happenstance, Mm -hmm. but what it boiled down to is we were running a food drive just over a year ago in Booton, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. and one person stopped and asked questions, and he ended up forming a whole new Kiwanis club in Roxbury, because that's where he's from. Okay, he started doing these things, and he'd been working with an organization in Pennsylvania that was able to provide food Mm -hmm. that... A lot of it came is basically just too close to expiration date to be sold by grocery stores anymore. Mm-hmm. And we started bringing it to New Jersey. And it started about a year ago. That club did their first food distribution November of 2020. Right. All right. And people signed up and created a traffic jam in Putin. No, I'm sorry, in Roxbury, where they did it. Okay, they created a traffic jam, whatever, and hit boxes. And we've been doing this all year. We try to, we, we, we've been trying to do it once a month. I think we did at least 10. So today was probably the biggest day ever. Um, or sorry, well, in case this is being heard in the future, November 20th, Saturday before Thanksgiving, was the biggest day ever. So Give us some numbers. I, I, I know the numbers. Okay. I want our listeners to hear the numbers. So here's the thing. We had several different sites. 13 Kiwanis clubs and others and key clubs and people came together with five at five different places. And we gave up 50,000 pounds of food. Wow. 50,000 pounds, about 11 or 1200 boxes of food to people. Okay. With enough food for family. And we have people when they sign up, we, we have this website. And if anyone needs help with food and you, you're in Northern New Jersey, Go to KiwanisHelps.org and we list our food drives and we have people sign up for sites and we tell them where it's going to happen, mm-hmm. where and when. Okay. So we, Roxbury has developed quite a following. Today we did a site in Essex County. We did it in Livingston. This was the first time we did this site, mainly because we wanted to serve Bloomfield. There was one person that was very specific about Bloomfield. Now, in the meantime, since last March, a group that I'm working with in South Orange Maplewood, we've been providing boxes to an organization called the Parenting Center. It's within the school district and they look after the families in need. Okay. So we've been basically participating in this to get boxes to them, a box of food. Every time we do a distribution, they've been taking 50 boxes in the summer, 60, went up to 70 recently. Yes. The day before a food distribution, I got a text. Can you up it to 90? We have a lot more need. We did. We gave 90 boxes of food to those families. Now, when we have people register, we ask them how many children they support. We know we're supporting over two children per family per box, based on what people are telling us. Mm -hmm. So 
we basically provided food today that went to at least to feed, helping feed 2,500 children and their families. Wow. And so we had five distribution sites, one in Rockaway, one in Roxbury, one in Livingston, one in Bloomfield by the high school, and down in Monmouth County, another group of Kiwanis clubs did 10,000 pounds of the food. And we did basically 20,000 pounds on either end of Route 10. Okay, is where we do the distribution, yeah, yeah. putting it all together. Window. Okay, yeah, but the, the, the group in basically uh, Greater Freehold area, four Kiwanis clubs came together and did a food distribution there. And it was, uh, they may have split into two sites between Freehold and Keyport, mm -hmm. but that was the area we came from. So, yeah, this was a big day for food. This is probably the biggest day we've done yet. Yep. 50,000 pounds of food between with 13 different Kiwanis clubs participating. It was, it was huge. And it was, uh, I was proud. I mean, I was in charge, I was in charge of the Livingston site. Yeah. I was, I don't think I'd ever imagined myself looking after something that big. Yeah. And there I was this morning, I show up and we had well over 50 volunteers there that came out of the woodwork. So I, I felt like, um, uh, I felt like Mel Gibson and Braveheart making a speech to people yeah. <laughs> you know, being, before we started putting yeah. the food together. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, part of it is, you know, and we crowdsourced the money for this. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, you know, several people stepped up and gave money. One donor gave, gave uh, $500 because she grew up in Bloomfield. Wow. Um, she, since she, she was okay with her name being all over it, I'll say it. It was Chris um, Serrano. And uh, or Scarano, and she b basically wanted to bring the food drive that we were doing in Roxbury to Bloomfield. Yeah. So Bloomfield High School Key Club and their advisors and the Bloomfield Kiwanis Club came, packed up 150 boxes that they took back to Bloomfield High School to distribute to those in need. Outstanding. Outstanding. Then we packed up our 90 to go to the South Orange Maplewood School District, and we had uh, several other groups that took 25 to 30 boxes each. And distributed them and yeah. when we were all done we took the leftover food and we gave it to this organization called men's which mm -hmm. is an essex county-based food group they support a lot of food pantries it stands for meeting everyday needs with dignity i believe and it's uh so they uh yeah they gave us access to their coolers they have they have a warehouse and coolers we brought a bunch of food there we brought a bunch of food to tony's kitchen in montclair great but and because most of what we got was produce okay oh. and yeah you know, i remember the first time we got a load of produce i'm like wow people are gonna be disappointed no they loved it because most people that rely on food banks can't get fresh food sure, there's sure. not a lot of fresh I mean, food in it. dry goods are great but to be able to have nutrition with something fresh is just i mean it just means so much more for you on a on a health level you know, so it, Gordon, yeah, it does. Gordon, I be proud of yourself. Be proud of your organization. Um, and please give us the website once again. Uh, okay, so it's www.kiwanishelps.org. So Kiwanis is K-I-W-A-N-I-S, mm -hmm. and I guess somebody once told me an acronym to help remember it. Kiwanis is where a need is served. Okay. Right, so kiwanishelps.org that's that's the that's the website 
And we, what we do is we list our food distribution sites. The only reason why we want people to sign up is so we have some idea of how many people are coming. Sure. And make sure everyone's got something. We don't do anything with the data, the information. Um, and we take emails only in case during the summer, we actually had to cancel distribution in August because the driver got COVID. Okay. This whole organization, all their drivers got COVID. We had to scrap it. Yeah. And there's been other times truck drivers are recommended these days. I mean, they, they're in such tight supply. So sometimes we've run into trouble with having trouble getting drivers. A lot of the drivers for this organization that we get the food from are volunteers. And it's coming from Pennsylvania, like three hours away. Yeah. So it's not easy to get somebody to do a run, that run. Yeah. I mean, drivers have to sleep. They can only drive so many hours. Sure. So it, it's, uh, you know, so, the, but we had to cancel one in the summer. It was awful. And we had, you know, everybody lined up, but, you know, we, we had to do what we had to do. I'm just glad we were able to keep this going. And, you know, I mean, so yeah, we we're getting food into right into the hands of people that need it. And that's what's beautiful about this. And we're helping children. So the thing is, this, I mean, it's impossible to learn and study and focus when you're hungry. Of course, of course. Gordon, I have to say, ah, thank you. And thanks for being back on a program. Well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate the opportunity to come and speak about this. We all think about our loved ones who have passed at one point or another. We all contemplate what's on the other side. Psychic medium Denise Marie can offer guidance for those who seek answers to that question. The spirit of our loved ones surrounds us every day. Let Denise Marie help you find that connection. Contact Denise Marie for a reading today. Call her at 201 448 or visit halo-readings.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio with Bob Kosh on WOR 710 AM, the voice of New York. Today, the news reminds us about the supply chain problems we now face due to the pandemic. Well, before it all hit the fan, one company realized the importance of how the supply chain keeps everything we count on running smoothly and increases your company's profitability. Strauss Consulting has been guiding companies for close to four decades with the tools needed to maintain your company's efficiency and productivity. It's all about the bottom line. Contact Strauss Consulting at www.scg4u.com or you can call them at 201-337-7108 or email them at info at scg4u.com. Our next guest has been on the show before. We have talked about autism many times. Um, you know, the spectrum is now widening, uh, and it's it's becoming, I'm going to say, less complicated because of the advances 
in technology, in research, what they're doing and how they're actually tapping into the brain of those young people who have this disease. And Heidi Rome, um, it really, really is uh, on the front lines of letting other moms know what's going on with their children who have the same situation. And uh, it, it's always great to have Heidi on the show. Heidi, thanks for, for being back with us. My pleasure to be here with you, Bob. You know, it's been a little while since we've spoken. And I think the topic of autism is so relative and, and connects with so many people and families. I want to hear from you, uh, first of all, how your, your personal um, journey with your son is going. And uh, then I want to get into some technical questions. Okay, well, thank you so much for asking. Uh, Ethan is doing great. He turned 16 wow. and uh, he's quite the tall yeah. young man, hungry, has the hollow yeah. leg when we go yeah. to eat. I don't know where he yeah. puts it. <laughs> it's, it's extraordinary how much yeah. this guy can eat well being a man and a <laughs> one who fits into nothing that's under double x i can appreciate i you know when i was younger i could eat like i was on death row i mean i can <laughs> i can still eat but it lands you know where you don't want it to land so i didn't I didn't mean to get off topic. Yeah, no, Ethan is 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 quite is quite active uh, where he is. Uh, that that is true. He does uh, burn it off. Uh, he is at a school for kids with severe autism. He's at a school. There was nothing appropriate in in our state, so uh, he uh, had to go out of state for for a wonderful program that he can stay at until he's 22 years old. And at that point, we'll have to leave. And then the real challenge will happen as far as where can he land yeah. for his lifespan as, sure. as he needs and as chooses to be. So right. that, that will be, that's my, that's mom's uh, yeah. uh, worry right now, yeah. but uh, right now he's, he's doing amazing. Great. Great. Now I want to ask, cause you touched on something that has always been in my head um, regarding, you know, autistic kids. I, is there, um, is there a point in time where clinicians or anyone who has been involved in researching autism have found maybe the, the progression of them advancing uh, mentally through the disease is say better maybe in their late teens, early twenties, or, you know, as far as let's just put it uh, getting better. You're really touching on a, on a crucial point, Bob. Mm -hmm. Autism is not a disease where it will have its progression and then hopefully the body will summon its resources and overcome it mm -hmm. to go back to a state of health. Right. Autism is a chronic neurological condition that is not going to have a progression, a natural arc of, of leaving. Okay. It is something that will stay. Mm -hmm. What we can do is address the symptoms um, or even, you know, there are so many, let me back up. We don't know what causes autism. There are so many theories and so many 
contributing factors mm -hmm. is a genetic component, but that is absolutely not the, the be all and end all. Right. There are environmental factors that is not the mm -hmm. be all and end all. There are toxic situations happening around us mm -hmm. and some people are more sensitive to, to toxins than others. So that's another factor. Right. So there are so many things at play mm -hmm. that we don't know. So when you don't know what causes something, you it's difficult to get to the root of it. And that right. leaves you in a situation of having to address symptoms. Mm -hmm. And that's really the state of intervention now with autism is that you have a human being who's in distress in some way. They're having difficulty communicating. They're having difficulty regulating their behaviors. They're having difficulty processing information that's coming in through the five senses that we do automatically right. and that our kids who are differently wired do not do automatically, yeah. which is very distressing mm -hmm. because you know, if if it's too much light and too much sound and too much touch and it and every touch the some kids have pain if you cut their hair believe wow. it or not it's crazy how it's very difficult to then behave normally sure. behave like everyone else around you sure. when you are struggling with this so we who care about our kids with autism are left with a very delicate situation right. how do we address the symptoms give them the therapies that will help them get to the level of function yeah. to the best of our ability tapping into the brain's incredible mm -hmm. ability to adapt and rewire up to a point right at this moment help them live a fuller life right. without right. thinking we're going to get rid of it yeah yeah and you know what you would you just explained Ah, hit me right in the head with in relation to the comparison to the haircut and and the 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 extremes that these kids go through that I don't think a lot of folks realize and 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 so that leads me to my question because I know that um you and Ethan are involved in you know, technology that allows him to communicate through a keyboard. Now, that ongoing communication, those questions and his answers and, and his thoughts now that you can actually understand, as that progresses, that type of interaction, will that allow his senses to, to, you know, hopefully it's kind of part of the same question I asked before, but is it a healthy thing? Will it assist him in having all of the points come back together? And, and once again, I hate to use the word normal, but, but have him, you know, arrive on a plane that he won't go through this this horrible pain and suffering with these extremes that you know moms are all too aware of that have uh, autistic kids it's it's a fascinating question i believe that the response is that what we use to help us in our lives mm -hmm. to give us the support we need are empowering not disempowering if, if it's the same as eyeglasses mm -hmm. and people ask that question, you know, if I wear the glasses that the, the eye doctor tells me I need, mm -hmm. well, my, 
my eye, you know, are my eyes going to get used to the glasses and then not achieve normal vision because I'm wearing the glasses? And and I had that conversation when I was in my 20s and the doctor says, you know, you need I don't want you I don't want to be on the street when you're driving if you're not wearing glasses. That's literally what he said to me. And and I had that conversation with him. and, And I said, well, but if I wear glasses, then won't I need them more? Like, won't, won't I always need them or won't sure. I, it's like a crutch. Sure. If I use it, I'm going to always need to use it. Yeah. And, you know, he said there's a, there's actually a technical term for that line of thinking. Mm-hmm. He said it's called Meshuggana. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the fact is getting the support you need, mm-hmm. get the support you need. And don't think if I don't get the support I need, somehow I'm going to rise to the occasion and not need the whatever it is. Sure. Cut yourself a break. Yeah. Wear the glasses. You know, if if you're allergic to to gluten, do you mm-hmm. say eat the gluten or else? You know, yeah. my body's not gonna, my body's going to get used to gluten free food. Right. And, you know, then what? And it's like, yeah. well, no, if you throw up every time you eat gluten, sure. don't you think you shouldn't eat it? So yeah. do, you, do you see the pitfall yes. of that yes. idea that if you give someone the support they need? So the same thing, <clears throat> the body is incredible. Mm-hmm. And yes, do, thanks to neuroplasticity, the brain will compensate in different ways if you give it, you know, it's extraordinary. So if you give somebody a tool to communicate who's having difficulty, the brain may not be able to fully connect so the person can speak, but may in fact create better pathways. The person can get more clarity about what they want to say. And then when given the support, be able to actually type it or somehow other Mm -hmm. way communicate it. Okay. That, you know what, I, I also want to know if, you know, in your own personal experience now, it's been, it's been a number of months since you've been on, have you seen any change or any advancement, anything notable uh, to mom, you know, by communicating in this form? Ethan has become much more regulated, mm-hmm. which for Ethan is huge cause for celebration. And, you know, that's a lesson in life to celebrate the gains and see them and recognize them and focus on what's going better, what's mm-hmm. working, yeah. what's not working, yeah. but to just say, okay, that's not working. So we'll look at that, but I want to build on what's working. Sure. Sure. So I, Ethan, also to your point, Bob, like all human beings, all young people, he's mm-hmm. maturing. Yeah. And yeah. so the brain also achieves more of an equilibrium mm-hmm. once he's out of, he's not quite out of puberty, but once he's fully out of puberty, he's 16 mm-hmm. now, once he's really out of puberty and the body's like, okay, good, that's behind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can now regulate into a new equilibrium, a new normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus he's in an environment that does meet his needs. There's yeah. a lot of physical activity, for example, which is very regulating for mm-hmm. the brain and the body. So he's he's getting that extra support and he's maturing. And then there's a, a, a good, a positive cycle yeah. of things. He's therefore much calmer. And when he's mm-hmm. calmer, 
there's more language. Yeah. Because yeah. you need to be calm to access your thoughts sure. and express them. Yeah. But you know, an important thing, our kids speaking or not, if and I'm I focus, of course, as you know, on the more severe end of, of autism, mm -hmm. they view the world very differently. Yeah. And their sense of normal, their sense of time, their sense of progress is very different from yeah. ours. Yeah. I recently, you know, where Ethan is, um, the, the form of, of uh, communication, as you know, that Ethan uses, spelling to communicate or facilitate a communication is controversial. Yeah. Um, there's more and more evidence now, scientific evidence about it, but the nature of this technique in which somebody supports the non-speaking person in typing uh, their thoughts requires light touch. Mm -hmm. uh, part of it is, is just physiological feedback to the brain of where the right. body is. It's also emotional support because speaking and expressing has a lot of emotional stuff automatically attached to it that these kids have who have trouble regulating yeah. can yeah. become overwhelmed with, which right. then blocks the communication. However, because of the nature, the very nature of touch and reassurance, mm -hmm. it's a controversial technique because the naysayers say, and I understand their concern, that's not the kid typing. Mm -hmm. That's the teacher or the therapist typing yeah. and influencing, mm -hmm. moving it or moving the hand or anticipating what they're going to say. And it's actually the thoughts and the answers, if it's a test, right. of, of the teacher. Now, for, that's for another time, and I'm certainly sure. not the scientist around that. Right. I will say to you and for your listeners that we tested it with Ethan, yeah. and we asked him questions that only he would know the answer to that the teacher would not know right. to see what did he say. Yeah. And he always got it right. So, for example, what color is your room? Mm -hmm. And he typed, the walls are blue, the ceiling is white. She wouldn't know that. She's never yeah. been to the house. <laughs> she yeah. wouldn't know what color his room is. So we knew that it was working for him. Now, but having said all that, his current school doesn't buy it. His yeah. current school does not permit this technique on mm -hmm. their premises. And so we bring that teacher every year for a visit to Ethan mm -hmm. to give him an opportunity. Yeah to share whatever he wants. Now, mind you, that's all about me, not him. Yeah. Because as he has typed, mom, you want me to talk more than I want to talk. Mm -hmm. He's a teenage boy, yeah. although he said that when he was 11. But yeah. he said, he, this, this is his reality. And so he's yeah. like, he loves me and he wants yeah. me to be happy. So he's like kind of putting up, squawking <laughs> the whole time. All right, you want me to do this. So I say that to you to give you the perspective Ethan's worldview and perspective in general and about time is different from mine. Yeah. And last year when we had brought the teacher in the summer mm -hmm. and I said, you know, Ethan, we, Lisa's here to work with you. Right. Anything you want to tell us. Mm -hmm. And he's squawking and he's clearly not eager to do this. And he, one of the things he typed 
other than saying, I love it here. I want to stay forever. Right. I hope you don't mind. Yeah. And we said, we're thrilled that you're there, Ethan, mm-hmm. and that you're so happy. And what do you want to tell us? And he typed last year, I'm thinking about my future. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't know. I, mean, I had not told him that I was already activating mom being the neurotic yes. she is. What's going to happen <laughs> in the future? Where is he going to live? That's just as protected yeah. and loving and fabulous. And get, yeah. he gets all his needs met in a community, a small group environment, not isolated like a right. home thing. Where can he get that? So I was already activating it, but I hadn't told him any of that. But he yeah. reads my mind all the time. Yeah, so. Yeah. You know, he felt that. So anyway, whatever he felt. And he's that's what he said. I'm thinking about my future. So I'm thinking, all right, he's and I said to him, coming from my own worldview at that moment, mm-hmm. don't worry, bud. I'm on it. Uh, you know, you can stay here until you're 22. And then don't by then I will have found for you or created for you what you need. So don't worry about it. You can relax. That's what well, was last year. Fast forward. And that was in between COVID in there somehow. Mm -hmm. We we drove up and then drove back that same day. It was crazy, but we wanted to do it. So this year, thankfully, COVID (laughs) slowly ebbing. Who knows where COVID is? Who the heck knows? But we brought Lisa. We said, Lisa, you want to go? She comes back a year later. And Ethan, what do you want to? And again, you know. And, and this time, though, when I had told him Lisa was coming, instead of the usual, eh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not happy about this, <laughs> um, he was like, he just looked and was calm. And I said, mm-hmm. well, which is unusual, because usually he squawks when he hears Lisa's yeah. coming, because yeah. he doesn't want to do the work. Like, you know, it's hard work. Yeah. So he didn't do, so I said, Ethan, do you have something that you want to say with Lisa? And he didn't say anything. So I thought, oh my goodness, he does. I said, you do? So it was basically a yes. Like, oh my goodness, what does he want to say? Mm-hmm. So Lisa comes up we, and we're together. And he's squawking. He still doesn't want to do it, but yeah. okay. And we yeah. move through it. And I said, Ethan, last year, you said that you were thinking about your future. Mm-hmm. Is that what you wanted to talk about? And, you know, he nods, you know, he indicated, he didn't say anything, he didn't, because he doesn't have the language, but he indicated, yes. I said, so, you know, oh, you want to talk about that? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it about your future that you want to talk about? Ethan types, my future is the moment after this moment. Wow. I said, and it hit me that we were using the word future in different mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about future. <laughs> yeah. The, the way I'm thinking his right. future and that, where's he going to live? Right. And here he's saying this to me. So I said, Ethan, what do you want in your future? That is the moment after this moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he types, my phone. <laughs> because Ethan would stand on his head. Yep. 
for the phone because he uses it to access YouTube and watch, yep. as you know, uh-huh. cartoon videos sure. and music, certain yeah. music pieces yeah. over and over again. But he only wants that as his favorite delight in life is that. So, Bob, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Sure. That we're taught, how do we meet our kids' needs? How do you meet any human being's needs? You first have to understand what they're saying. Right. And what is their worldview? And it's not about what I think he wants. Mm -hmm. What is his perspective on what he needs? Now, look, obviously, I have to think ahead and and meet his needs and figure Mm -hmm. it out and work with people. And and he doesn't have to be involved with that. But I can never forget what is it that that it turns out he was not worried about the future in the way I was. Right, right, right. Well, and, and this is so fascinating because you and I, I mean, our connection is something we could fill a whole show about. Sure. But my sister, um, uh, she's a, a former history teacher. Um, she 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 assists a lot of uh, elderly patients in um uh, in assisted living, and um, she's very friendly and has conversations with a uh, uh, a, a, a um, oh a physicist who is in his late eighties. And what she called me after their latest conversation, and what you're talking about, our journey now now factor in Ethan and. Even though, I mean, it's it just really knocks me in the head when, when you just said that because we're traveling on different planes. Yes. And yes. we, when I say we, collectively, people who do not have autism cannot relate to the way a physics expert, teacher, whatever you want to call them, can explain to you why we're here, Big Bang Theory, all of that. And you know what? It might be right in front of our noses. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, you're, you're hitting on a crucial point. And as you know, Ethan has typed about his, his experience of his autism as a spiritual journey. Yeah, yeah. And this kid, you know, I get into a frenzy because I'm, it's very easy for me to lapse into the fear instead mm-hmm. of remembering to stand in my love for him. Right. And the possibility of that. And, but Ethan never lose, loses sight of that. Ethan has typed, as you know, God is in my heart and will always protect me. Sure. And and these kids are literal. Oh yeah, they're not abstract. God, the con. What's the concept of God? Right. God is in my heart yeah. and will always protect me. Well, then why would you ever be afraid of anything? Yeah, yeah. And the fact is, each one of us humans can say that, but we forget it. Yeah. Yeah. And we go into fear because we forget that God is right there and will always protect us yeah. if we listen. Yeah. yeah. But Ethan doesn't ever forget that. Right. So his reality, he's moving through the world. Imagine 
if you got up and did your every day, you know, day, everyday life, and you saw God right with you all the time as a physical form, like there he is, your, your Siamese twin. Yeah. Right. How would you move through your day? Yeah. Well, how different would you move through the day? But you know, too, I hear, I hear the confidence in his voice through you just echoed through all of this that we're talking about today. And I, I always love having you on the show. Um, You know, I I can't thank you enough for being back and sharing this with us and uh, tell a, a remind everybody where they can uh, get a copy of your book and uh, a little more about you. Well, thank you so much, Bob. I'm Heidi Rome. I'm an autism mom guide, the founder of Moms Spectrum Oasis, and the author of You Just Have to Love Me. And that is available on Amazon. If anyone wants to reach out to me, if you're the mom or the friend of a family with a child with severe autism, you can go to HeidiRome.com and uh, or find me on, on Facebook. My, my group is Take a Breath and Breathe. <laughs> Heidi, thanks so much. Thank you, Bob. The American spirit, its ingenuity, desire, pride, and the chance to achieve your dreams. Have you ever given any real thought about where we would be without the American farmer? Have you ever really asked yourself that question at the dinner table while you're eating with your family? Ben Moore had a vision when he started The Ugly Company. After Ben served as an infantryman in the United States Army, he returned to farming and decided to do something about the waste of perfectly good fruit deemed unmarketable due to nothing more than a blemish or its shape. Thousands of truckloads of fruit are thrown out in California every year. The Ugly Company has taken a giant step in addressing food insecurity. The Ugly Company prevents food waste by upcycling fruit and transforming it into healthy, dried fruit snacks. When you order from The Ugly Company, you're getting the best that this Kingsburg, California farming company has to offer. You know, ugly never looks so pretty. Go to www.theugly.company to order online for home delivery and learn more about these healthy, delicious products. You're listening to Greater Good Radio with Bob Kosh on WOR 710 AM, the voice of... Joe Robert. Looking for that special place to kick back and have a great evening? Visit the Long Branch Distillery, featuring everything from mixology classes, event space, and tours. The Long Branch Distillery is a cut above those other venues offering the same old thing. They've always got something that will surprise your taste buds to sip or savor. Long Branch Distillery prides themselves in the crafting of their distilled spirits using the latest technology in the distilling world. You'll get consistency and quality when enjoying their Big Door vodka, gin, bourbon, or rye whiskey. Plus, the entertainment is unsurpassed, featuring local jazz artists, stand-up comedy, and other musical acts. Come join us Thursdays through Sunday at the Long Branch Distillery, located at 199 Westwood Ave, Long Branch, New Jersey. Visit their website at lbdistillery.com or call them at 732-759-8321.
You know in just a matter of a few weeks, it is that time. Yep, the holidays are upon us. It is the gift-giving season. Our next guest, Evan Kripel, is here to tell you what is going on in the jewelry business and specifically with a new store he's got opening in Long Island, uh, the value of certain pieces, and fortunately, as you'll hear in the interview, he's got no supply chain issues. Evan, thanks a lot for being with us today. Thank you so much. Hey, I would like you to tell our audience who you are and really talk about uh, the store. Yeah, definitely. Um, my name is Evan Kripel, and I am the director of retail for Charles Kripel Fine Jewelry. We are a 45-year-old national jewelry company that just opened up our first flagship retail store on the North Shore of Long Island, uh, where I grew up, my hometown. Yeah. And, you know, we're building on our 45-year history of designing and making some of the, probably the nation's greatest jewelry, um, and now offering it directly to our customer base at our, at our new store, which was, I'm proud to say, just, just voted one of the top three new luxury retail stores in the nation. Wow. Wow. That's, you know what, that's kudos to you. I, I, I want to get into the line and the affordability of what you are offering. You know, I like to tell people jewelry is somewhat of a, of a scary word to, to few. I mm -hmm. mean, unfortunately, I'm in an industry that there are some uncouth players. Um, uh -huh. You know, you really got to buy one of my favorite quotes by Warren Buffett. Because believe it or not, Warren Buffett is actually in the jewelry business. He owns one of the most successful independent jewelry stores in the country in the Midwest uh, called Borsheim's Jewelers. But um, he has a quote that says, if you don't know jewelry, know mm -hmm. the jeweler. So many people don't know me yet in the area because we're only open a year. Right. But I like I built this store with my family because I wanted to create this private jeweler experience. Mm -hmm. Everyone... So many people, especially in our area. Now I buy my jewelry from a guy. Oh, I got a guy. I got this private jeweler. And that, that's great. I'm glad you're buying jewelry. That's great. But I wanted to give you the accessibility of, of that type of experience, but within a world-class retail store. So when you buy from us and when you visit our store, you're working directly at the source. We're making, we make 80% of what's in that store and 50% of our business, 50% of our business is custom. So you can come there with an idea a concept, an idea, and you say, hey, Evan, or you talk to one of my sales professionals, mm -hmm. I want to spend this, and I want to accomplish this. I want to create this item, and right. we're going to do everything in our power to illustrate, sketch, come up with prototypes, and make it happen at any budget. If you say, I want to make something for a 1000 bucks, I want to make something for 500 bucks, I want to make something, I got 15000 I spent 20, 40, 50, 100000 yeah. we're going to focus on you, no matter what the budget is, to make sure that that custom piece or that, that occasion is taken care of because we want to be a jewelry store. Listen, for everybody, but for all Long Islanders and all New Yorkers. Sure. Um, so I'm going to go back to what I was saying about if you don't know jewelry, know the jeweler. Well, yeah. what's important to me is to say that there is no such thing as a good deal. Oh, I got a great deal on this ring. Oh, don't even worry about it. I got an amazing deal on this bracelet. <laughs> Wonderful. There's no such thing as a good deal, only a fair deal. Right. You can only get a fair deal in this world. And when I say that every deal that we do in our store is a fair deal, 
I'd rather make my money selling a customer 10 items over my relationship than mm-hmm. making a killing on one or two and then never seeing him again. So yeah. that's really our whole motto. We yeah. want to give people great value, exceptional customer service, and the ability to really make something unique to them instead of, you know, just kind of following the, the crowd or or buying something that's just sitting there ready to be to be sold or whatever the jewelry store wants to sell you. We're really interested in getting you exactly what you want. Right, right. Well, I have, you know, I have I have seen so many favorable reviews and responses towards your stores. I mean, fairness, quality. I understand, and, and you're a family business, but my question is now that the holidays are here, can you make any suggestions or is there anything that in particular you have highlighted for the holiday season for folks? Yeah, I mean, listen, you watch the news, you watch anything, you hear everything, oh my goodness, there's a supply chain shortage, everything's overvalued, everything is going to be more expensive. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to shop early, you should have shopped in October for your holiday present. Right. I'm going to tell you, we focus, as my family focused, on building and making an exceptional inventory. We are fully stocked to the brim with incredible gifts amongst every single price point. You could come in there at your convenience between now and Christmas or Hanukkah, and there's going to be, we have thousands of items in inventory with price points starting at, honestly, 100 to $200 all the way up to the stratosphere, sky's the limit. Um, but what I want people to know is that, so one thing I want all of the listeners today and all of my customers to really understand is that although when you're listening to the radio and the news, everyone's saying that supply chain shortages, there's container ships sitting out in the middle of the sea. You're not going to get these gifts for the seas and the prices are going crazy. Let me tell you, my family worked all summer building an incredible inventory, replenishing all of our sales throughout the years. So we are fully stocked. Mm-hmm. We have inventory. The prices are not more expensive than last year. The only thing that's gone really up in value is the GIA certified diamonds, center mm-hmm. diamonds, engagement rings. That's constantly going up in value. Natural right. diamonds are going up in value. But when I say that our jewelry cases are full, we have thousands of items to choose from, from a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars, great gift giving items for any person on your list that mm-hmm. loves jewelry. Um, you don't have to worry about a supply chain shortage. You come in on your convenience, um, and we're going to be able to help you really find a spectacular gift. But don't be don't be persuaded by anyone else in my business that says you should buy this right now. Buy it today. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to be here in time for the holidays. We got inventory. Yeah. Hey, Evan, tell everybody where they can find you, uh, locations, website, phone number, the whole Megillah. Of course. So our new store is in Greenvale. On, in New York, on Long Island, uh, that's in the Roslyn area. It's on the North Shore. It's right on the corner of Northern Boulevard and Glen Cove Road. Our address is 25 Northern Boulevard in Greenvale, New York. And our phone number is 516-464-4200. Um, you can reach us on the web at charlescrypelstore.com and on Instagram at Charles Kripel store. So that's Charles K R Y P E L L. And I'm telling you, if you or anyone on your list loves jewelry, do yourself a favor. Just visit the store. We are no nonsense. No, no, we don't have high pressure. Everyone come in there, come in there just to look, get a cup of coffee, see what we have going on. No one's going to force you to buy anything. 
Come in with a repair. Come in if you want some advice. You'll love the experience. It's an experience like no other retail store. Great. Hey, Evan, thank you so much for being on Greater Good Radio. Oh, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. I hope everyone has a fabulous holiday season. There's so much to be thankful for this year. Um, you know, it's it's the world is, is feeling normal again, which is a real yeah. blessing. Yeah. Life is full of peaks and valleys. And between the two, some of those things may have created financial setbacks. You do not have to suffer the anxiety of how to get out of a situation you didn't plan. You don't have to go it alone. The law offices of Edward Hanratty specializes in debt relief, bankruptcy protection, challenging student loans, and mortgage modifications. The law provides us with certain protection, and it's something you should take advantage of when you need it. Call 732-866-6655 or visit their website at www.centralnewjerseybankruptcylawyer.com. Experience and confidence is what the law offices of Edward Hanratty has been providing since 1997. Representation you can trust. Call them today or visit our offices at 80 Court Street, Freehold, New Jersey. Well, that just about wraps it up for this week's episode of Greater Good Radio. Can't thank you enough for stopping by. And uh, remember... Go to the website, www.greatergoodmediallc.com. I am so anxious to bring you Great Balls of Fire. Like I said, it is the first comedy cooking show. It's going to change the food entertainment genre as we know it. And don't forget, directly after Great Balls of Fire at 6 o'clock on WORAM, uh, 710 of course, and at 6 p.m. at night, we will have a video version of Counterintelligence. It's everything you can cook on the kitchen counter, but it will be related to that episode of Great Balls of Fire. Hey, can't wait to see you next week. And I want to give a shout out to Q, Mejente, John, Miguel, Willie, and Brian. Oh, yeah, Percy and Manaya. Have a great week, everybody. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.